0: Well, welcome to another week of The Remedy with Tova Sito and
1: Janice Gant. I like how you say your name.
0: <laughs> Janice Gant.
1: <laughs> Good, maybe I should say Jonas Gant. <laughs>
0: Is that better? Nobody, nope. would, nobody would believe you. <laughs> I think we have more listeners because of your cute accent.
1: Oh, mm, I'm sure it's so cute.
0: I think so. So cute. <laughs> I think it is. I love your... I I have a lot of people tell me that.
1: You do? Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. So I was speaking at an event last week in Colorado with a bunch of women, and all of them were super excited about uh, about the podcast. Oh, They're like, good. I know, so we're going to have... More Good. listeners from all over.
1: That's awesome. So where, from where were all of the? Did the oh, people
0: there were Nashville, Austin, California, Oregon, Ohio, Nebraska, Tennessee. So
1: awesome, New York.
0: They were from everywhere. It is an amazing event. It's called Camp Well, and it's at a ranch. It's uh-huh. at a dude ranch. How much? Fun. It's called Lost Valley Ranch, and you. Totally escape, I mean, you know how remote we i we couldn't record because yeah, the yeah. internet service was so i mean there was there's like one little hot spot that you can get phone service, and that's it, and wow, so you go to your cabin and you can't there's no phone
1: so are there uh like like how many people were there
0: uh I want to say about eighty that's awesome, yeah, and it's so it feels small. Because uh, the ranch is so big. Uh-huh. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's a couple hours south of, of Denver in the middle of the mountains. And you come together, like so many of these women come alone, which I'm so inspired by. Yeah, and I love of. that.
1: I love that. That's a huge step for women to go places by themselves huge. for the first time. Huge. You know, it really is.
0: All ages, all walks of life. And it's just a week of like self improvement. It's amazing.
1: So is it so are there lectures, I mm-hmm. assume, because you were mm-hmm. speaking and then
0: there's workshops, there's uh seminar. There it's like um you you work a lot, you do a lot of pre work to go. Uh-huh. So um it's really all about becoming the best version of yourself. It definitely has a Christian bent,
1: uh-huh, but it's uh-huh. not
0: like A Christian, like, uh, like a spiritual only. It's you really work on your whole self.
1: That's really cool. cool.
0: Yeah, I loved it. Um. Okay, so today we continue our conversation about relationships after a relationship. Right. Um. So we have had. I mean, I was. I haven't read these questions since we recorded a couple weeks ago, and they're. They're good, good, um, and we got one more just this morning from amazing. Yeah, so, um, so we'll get right into it. Janice has to pick up, not has to, you get to pick up your cute little
1: Haney, bit, Haney girl. It's an honor and a privilege. <laughs> she's so cute too because she re, she's reminded me several times she does not forget anything. Yesterday she said, "Be sure you're going to be there to pick me up." I'm like, "I will promise you, I will Aww. be there."
0: You know what? Haney looks like you.
1: She does. She looks like Blair. And yeah. I think Blair looks more like me than the other girls.
0: Yes. Blair looks a lot like it's you. It's
1: interesting because one of my, uh, my sister sent me some photographs uh, that she had, w- that she found when mom died. And um, there's a picture of me when I was like in third grade and it looks a lot like Owen. It was funny. Oh. I was like, oh, look how I see much that, that though. looks like Owen. Yeah.
0: I see Owen. Because Owen eyes. looks like
1: Blair, too, I think. Yeah,
0: it's the eyes uh-huh. and his blonde hair. Uh-huh. He is so cute.
1: Oh, he's so cute. He's so cute. He had played in a football game on Saturday, and Tom and I went to watch him, and at the end of the game, he was standing there on the sideline with some of his friends and Blair, and I said, bye, Oh! you played a great game. And he said, bye, Tutu, love you. And I said, I love you, too. And he said, bye, Tom. Love you, too. Oh, I mean, he is so How cute is that? To that, be in fifth grade and say I love you to your loud. grandmother. Yes. Loud. Just says it without uh, without a thought. That and is, yesterday when they left, so he said, I love you, too, too. Michael, like, I love you, too. Oh, he's just so sweet. Oh. So people who have a child that age, if they have a girl... They may want to start trying to work on that arranged marriage because <laughs> he'll be a good one. <laughs> yes,
0: you can tell he is deep and kind. Deep river. Mm-hmm. He is a deep river. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. He is a good. You have great. You, you, the personalities that are just in—I I know Blair's kids the best, but the personalities that are in that crew are just—it's
1: hilarious. It's—it is. All uh, my kids and all the kids are hilarious did i don't know That's if horrible. we talked about this before about you blessing blair's house did we talk about this on the podcast because it was we did kev
2: no we talked about it when we were all together last oh, okay time at, at blair's place
1: yeah it was really funny because uh i asked tova to come to blair's <laughs> uh house and bless it and she did it was just so sweet and and she had a A pretty long prayer. In my brain, I was thinking this is a Baptist prayer, (laughs) but when it it was so sweet, and when she finished, Owen goes, "Well, that's the longest prayer I've ever heard." (laughs) Glad that's over. (laughs) Oh, it was precious. We had to get all the things in. We did, and you were the most amazing person to do that. Oh, that's it was so, wonderful. It was,
0: it was an honor for me. I love doing house blessings. Oh, how, they're
1: so great. How do we not do these more often? I know. It's wonderful. When I, after Kurt and I got a divorce, I had built a house on Granada, right across from the middle school. And I had, at that time I was an Episcopalian. You know, I've been all.
0: You've been all the things. Uh-huh. Many
1: of them <laughs> haven't been Jewish yet, but I may. And they um, are still young. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's still time. <laughs> totally. And so I had a priest come over and bless our house. And it was so wonderful. And a couple of my friends were there and he had a, a reading for each room like the kitchen and may it be a place of warmth and gathering. And the whole time he was downstairs, and then he'd sprinkle holy water in each of the rooms, and the whole time he was doing that, you could hear Brynn, Blair, and Wesley upstairs arguing with each other. <laughs> Finally, I looked at him and I said, could we go up there and bless them? Can you sprinkle some uh-huh, holy water on that? Some devil up there. <laughs> <laughs> thinking oh, there's gosh. some devil up there. <laughs> that's the Baptist part oh, of me. Totally, <laughs> totally.
0: Nobody ever says devil anymore except the Baptist. <laughs> oh,
2: you know gosh. that's true. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> the devil in you. That's the Baptist in you. Um, okay, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, uh, my boyfriend of seven years that I thought I was going to marry just broke up with me. And most days, I feel like I can't even get out of bed. It is so hard. Do you have any advice on what could help? That is the worst feeling in the world.
1: It is horrible. It really is. And after that amount of time, it's, it's really horrible. Because you look back and you probably, she probably is able to spot some things earlier on that mm-hmm. might have given her some clue that it wasn't going to last. But it's just difficult. And I think, I tell people, you have to walk through it. You can't get over it. And the way you walk through it is you, you know, allow yourself to have all of those feelings. And you mm-hmm. lie on the floor and cry, the ugly cry. And mm-hmm. and you, you know, I say... Take a voodoo doll and pick pen, put pins in it for him because you're going to have some anger towards that. And it is just so difficult. I am so sorry yeah. for whomever is going through this because it is painful. It really... I say those... It's painful. Mm-hmm, sometimes those big breakups, I think in a way, can be more difficult to through which to navigate than if somebody dies because... Oh, yes there's, if somebody dies, there's nothing you could do about it. And then the fantasy of what could have been, would have been, might have been, should have been keeps floating back in our brain. And then we get deluded into believing that there's still a chance, which I mean, sometimes there is. I don't know. If you've dated somebody for seven years, my thinking is if this guy comes back, I don't know. That's, I would absolutely insist that The two of you do some counseling around that because that's that's hard. Mm -hmm. Seven years is a long time. Mm -hmm.
0: Seven years is a long time, and I would venture to guess, and I would love your advice for this. I would venture to guess that she has a lot. If she's looking back and says, "Man, I I saw that," or "There was I experienced that," or he did that and i should have saw you know i should have seen it all along then how do you not how do you navigate the regret or the that feeling of i've just wasted 7 years of my life and now i'm 33 and you know everybody's married i mean i'm sure there's, those are all the feelings and all the thoughts with that how do you how do you date someone that long they break up with you it's over and not believe that you've just wasted seven years of your life?
1: It's it's difficult, but I personally do not believe there's such a thing as wasting time. I think you've spent time, mm, I but like I that think that there's a, sometimes it just takes what it takes. I mean, a lot of times it takes every experience to get to the point to where the relationship doesn't work. And there are learn there are, there are things to learn throughout that process that are going to prove to be invaluable in future relationships. For example, if there are some things that, let's say the guy cheated once or something like that, you know, and had, that's a sort of thing that note to self, if someone cheats, I personally think, you know, especially if you're dating, if someone cheats, boot, kick them out, you know, it's it's not going to be okay. I mm-hmm. mean, and I think that you you learn the lessons and throw away the experience is mm-hmm. the best yeah. thing because mm-hmm. it's a learning curve. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I think that I I should have or I shouldn't have is just not worth your while. I always mm-hmm. tell people don't shit on yourself. Oh, when you, you told know? me that that was yeah.
0: Amazing transform, I, transforming advice. Well, for because there's
1: shame and should or shouldn't. Yeah. Whereas I could, I could have known that, but I didn't. I wasn't ready for whatever reason, and it's just beating oneself up because of that is waste. Totally wasted energy. I totally. We've all done it. Yes.
0: You know. How do you give yourself grace for that? I think it's. Uh, why is it so hard? To extend grace to yourself when it comes to those kinds of things. I feel like we're so much better about extending grace to others. But when it comes to those kinds of things, like life mistakes, like if, if I was sitting down with my girlfriend, I'd be like, You didn't waste that. You know, it wasn't wasted. And right. da, da, da. I'd say all the things that you're saying. And yet, if I was going through it, I would not, be, even though I know all those things logically. Mm -hmm. to feel them and believe them internally, why is that so hard for people to accept it? Why is it so much easier to shame yourself?
1: I think that we've just been taught to be critical of ourselves. Oh, that was the stupidest thing to do. How could I have done that? Blah, 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 blah. And I think that that's a, a huge exercise for people to practice is treat yourself as well as you treat others. Mm-hmm. You know, and we we're not very good at that because we've we're taught to examine ourselves and pick ourselves apart and look in the mirror and see where the wrinkles are and you know think of, oh God, I could have done that or I should have done that. That was so stupid. And we would never talk to somebody else like that. No. And I think it's a practice for people to really practice and teach your children to not be so critical of themselves. Give yourself a break. You are human. (laughs) You are not going to do it right. Yeah. We're just not. Yeah. I think that's one thing that is so,
0: has been so helpful to me in counseling and coming to you as my counselor is I have, I put a lot of pressure on myself Mm -hmm. to not make mistakes And so when I make mistakes, I feel really, really, really bad, like really bad. And I don't, there's not a lot of room for error Mm -hmm. for myself because there wasn't a lot of room, room for error growing up. Mm -hmm. I could not be human. I could not make a mistake. I had to be perfect. Um, But that's, I think that's a wonderful gift that comes with going to counseling is you really can say your truth, Mm -hmm. speak your truth, talk about the truth, and somebody's going to look at you and tell you that—not that it's okay to, you know, behave poorly or make bad decisions over and over and over again, but gosh, we're human.
1: Well, and, you know, I don't—I really, with my daughters, I learned this going through my own therapy— and I told my daughters, there's no such thing as a mistake. Mm. You just learn the le- It's a lesson. Mm-hmm. Learn the lesson. Throw away the experience. And don't spend a lot of time in your brain beating yourself up. Because that's yeah. where that occurs. It's in our head. Yeah. And there was. A, I learned an al saying once. It, was like, it said, I treat my brain like a dark alley. I try not to go in there by myself. Mm-hmm. And that's why talking about some of that to be able to say, you know, I feel really stupid. This guy showed me this and this and this and I didn't do it, let's say. And and then for somebody to say, you know, you're human and it's what we do. Yeah. yeah. You know, our brains are interesting. Yeah. And nobody escapes being human. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I mean nobody escapes the
0: our humanity no. and and the ability to stub your toe. That's right. Um, last week, when I was speaking, one of my talks, I talked about how we, how we look at ourselves, how we, how critical we are about mm-hmm. ourselves. And I had this outline of uh, just a body, uh-huh. and I said on the right hand side, I want you to just tell me what you see when you look in the mirror. So, when you look in the mirror, d- describe your hair. Just Des- what do you think about your eyes, your nose, your mouth? What do you see? You know, your hips, your Your wrinkly knees, your cellulite on your rear, like what, what do you see on the right hand side? And then on the left hand side, I I asked them to describe what they see on the inside. Mm. And, and then I had this girl, so I did it too. I did the exercise before Mm -hmm. I ever showed up. And then I said, you know, I just, I have a theory about this. And so I had a girl in the audience who knows me, but doesn't know me super duper duper well, just knows me on the outside, mm-hmm. and a little bit on the inside. We've known each other for years, but but we only see each other on occasion at events like this. And so she, I asked her to do it for me. Uh-huh. And um, and so I wrote down all the things I see. You know, I see thin thinning hair. I see eyes that need Botox. <laughs> I see yeah. You know, I see on my neck. You know the the pregnancy shadow thing, whatever that is, from the sun damage. Um, My boobs are pretty good, but I had to pay for those. Yeah, you know Uh I like my stomach in the morning. Uh huh. (laughs) Not so much before I've had anything to eat, (laughs) and I've gone to the bathroom and feed. You know, it's all out. Uh (laughs) And and it it was just a true you know it was a my I hate my legs I hate my legs.
1: I think your legs are beautiful. Oh,
0: I do. Well, that's so nice. But it's just, how, it's just the truth, you know, of how I see myself. And then I did the inside. And so she came up, and I'm going to, I'm not saying this because I'm, I think I'm amazing. I'm just going to read you what she wrote because it, I was sobbing. So she came up, and I said, okay, Andy, what, tell me what you see. And this is what she said, beautiful, blonde hair, exotic, dark skin and face, luscious lashes, pearly white smile, amazing eyes, killer body, physically strong, fashionista, stylish, cool, infectious laugh, and radiant. And on the left-hand side, this is what she said, you're teachable, humble, graceful, peaceful, wise, loving, strong, secure, confident, fun-loving, generous, respectful, healthy emotionally spiritually alive joyful brave strong and courageous speaks truth
1: that's so lovely
0: i was bawling
1: could i have her name <laughs> Andy? i'm gonna go visit her
2: yeah yeah do me and next,
1: a, I, do me next. you can go with me kev right. <laughs> i'm in we'll pay for her trip <laughs> <laughs> Andy, how do you see me? <laughs> you don't know me, but I want as many things nice as you said about Tova. <laughs> I mean, no, but that's so lovely, and those you that would be something worth you printing out and putting on your mirror, yeah. and every day remember that, that because that's... it is so lovely. Yes. That you had, that she was able to, and she's right. I see those same exact things in you.
0: And and yet I look at that and I think that's, I mean, that's so nice, but that's not what I see.
1: That's too bad. Y- yes. So exercise that muscle. Yes. And that's a great, that's a great suggestion for everybody. Having done that, everybody do this exercise Is, uh, and then sit down with one of your friends and go to coffee and ask mm-hmm, them what they see. What they see. That's and, a great thing. And write it out.
0: Yeah. Because, and it's just, I would, I did that because I, it was a theory. I was like, I really hope this works <laughs> when I
1: did it. Yeah.
0: But I was like, there's no way, that, um, there's no way that other people see me the way I see me. Mm-mm. And
1: because you are looking at yourself, it's what we do. We look through that critical eye, totally. especially if, if our moms were real critical of themselves and we tend to pass that lovely skill to our children. And, and I know that my daughters have, you know, don't see how fantastic their bodies are because I always had body image stuff. And, uh, you know, but if those things start to change, I think your generation is a lot better than mine because I think more of my age friends and their moms were more critical Mm because women, you know, men were critical of women Mm -hmm. and now that's, we've come a long way with that. I think that's true. And I think it's better. (laughs) I agree with that. So that's good.
0: And it wasn't, when my mom was critical of me. For whatever reason, it didn't feel like she was being a bad mom. That's just what they did.
1: Mm -hmm. My
0: mom was just, I mean, it seemed like a lot of our moms were really critical.
1: Yeah. Well, that's not good mothering. Yeah. It's not
0: good mothering. And it ruins people's, I mean, it ruins people's perspective of who God created them to be. And yeah, and I said to these women, the only true thing about you is what God says about you. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's what I tell Anna Prynne doesn't matter it doesn't even matter what you say about you <laughs> mm-hmm. because the truth about all every single one of us is what god says about us and how he sees us and and there's no way he sees me the way i see me oh no and i do know that but i don't know i i don't that just the shame going down that road really it's just it's it is a shame that what we do to ourselves and what we can do to one another. Yeah. Because we're entirely too precious to be carrying all that.
1: Yeah, we are. It's
0: it's too big of a burden. Okay. I am divorced and have spent the first couple of years sleeping around and making a lot of stupid mistakes. I have a horrible name. How can I get my reputation back?
1: Well, I think... The first thing you do is practice what you think of me as none of my business. Mm -hmm. You know, so unless you're running for office or cheerleader, (laughs) and I don't think there's many people (laughs) listening to this that are running for cheerleader, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. So I think that the thing that is probably the most bothersome about that is that that person probably feels her own guilt (laughs) about some of that behavior and you know, look, when people get a divorce, a lot of people act out sexually, yep. and that is, you know, I mean, I, 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 I don't think that's awful, but I, I, and I do think that people need to let themselves off the hook and just change your behavior. Mm-hmm. Once you change your behavior, everybody else will change their opinion of you because they'll see you differently, mm-hmm. but. I think that, that, again, you learn the lesson, throw away the experience, and be the sort of woman that you want to be or guy, mm-hmm. the sort of guy that, that, that you want to be, and then forget about it. Mm-hmm. Let yourself off the hook. Mm-hmm. You live and learn.
0: Mm-hmm. It's kind of along those same lines. I mean,
1: yeah, it's the same thing. And
0: in that same vein, It sure would be nice if we were a little less critical of other people and their mistakes, you know, or their, the times that they've stubbed their, what they've learned, what they've done. Yes. What they've done.
1: You know, judgment is, keeps us stuck. Yes. And what other people do is none of my business. Yeah. Yeah. And if we will practice that and love, I mean that's what we're are taught to do is just love, yeah, just love people,
0: yeah, I would venture to guess that if we were better at loving that people, no matter what that the healing of all of that would be a lot quicker, yeah, it yeah. just would you know if we if we met people with love and acceptance, yeah, you know, I think about the verse the the story of the woman at the well in the bible where this woman is has been married five times you know she's living with some guy and jesus comes and meets her at this this well where she's getting water at noon where as the other women they came and got water in the morning but right. she couldn't go get water in the morning because right. of how everybody looked at her and and you know jesus met her with conviction and love and
1: well, and you know, I mean, honestly and truly, who cares? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, really, it doesn't, it's mm-hmm. not, uh, there are so many things in our world, in my opinion, that I can concentrate on. Mm-hmm. And what other people do is, is I mean, I, I just think the older I get, I've learned to just look at people and be like, you know, well, that's their business. Yeah. That's their choice. It's not mine.
0: Yep. And it's and not affecting it you. No. It's not affecting you. No. The the only thing that I can say about this is I do know that, I mean, I've I'm divorced. I've stubbed my toe. I have made mistakes. I have learned lessons. And the only thing that I can say about this that I would, I mean, of course, forgive yourself. Of course, change it. Move on. Um, but I do, I, I can't help but think about my kids. Like if, if I, if this was me writing this, how that could
1: affect my children. Well, you, that's why you change the behavior, but don't beat yourself up because it could affect your kids. Right. So how do you, if you're carrying
0: that, how do you get, how do you get out of that?
1: Well, you forgive yourself. You let yourself off the hook. And we you know? need to be
0: better about letting other people off the hook.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not my place to judge other people.
0: Yeah. We forget it, that. Man. I know. Say that again.
1: Sister. <laughs> it, yeah. We, yeah. We
0: really make other people's stuff our business. Yeah, we
1: do. And, and it really, I mean, you might want to just stop and look in the mirror at yeah. all of it yourself and stop, you know, pointing your bony finger at other people in yeah. judgment. Yeah.
0: Amen to that. I'm, I'm real big on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I do not like my stepchildren, and I'm pretty sure they don't like me. This is not what I want forever. How do we combine families to make a new one when there is such? I don't. I don't think when the, there is oh tension oh. when there is such tension. How do we combine families to make a new one when there is such tension?
1: How old are those kids? Do you have any idea? You know, I think that you fake it until you make it, and you act as if you like the kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, you know, again, I think we we look when we're dating, it's so easy to look at our partner's child or and, you know, pick them apart. And I just think that if you are in love with this man— That you act like you are in love with the kids, Mm -hmm. because that is that will be a source of conflict in the relationship, and or I think it would would end the relationship. If I thought that Tom had not liked my children, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have. I would have not been with him. Sure. So, and I think it's it. You know, you focus on the good, Mm -hmm. focus on what you like about those kids. Let's say somebody is really. Well, you've talked about your kids being really loud at the table, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and if if I were sitting at that table, if I were dating you and I were a guy. Yeah, and <laughs> all there, those things. And all those things, <laughs> then I would, you know, and if the kids, if the kids volume bothered me, then, but I loved you, then what I would make up in my head is, oh gosh, look how happy those kids are. Those kids are happy And so they're being loud. I love that. I love that spontaneity. Mm -hmm. And I would do a a mind surgery on myself to create a scenario to where you can take that attribute. Let's say somebody has ADD and they leave stuff all over the house. Well, you know what? They're probably not taking life too seriously. So you can turn a lot of those Mm -hmm. things into positive traits. And I would actually talk with the child about that. To be able to say, you know what I love about some, you know, if I were dating you as a guy and your kids were loud, I would say to those kids, your kids, I would say, you know what I love? I love the fact that you guys are so spontaneous and that there's so much laughter in this house. Mm -hmm. And then you will soon convince yourself of that truth.
0: Yeah. Create new pathways in your brain. That's right. Yeah. I love that Janice. It's just looking at things from a different perspective. It is.
1: It's a half full rather than a half yeah, empty. Yeah, I
0: really like that. I really really like that. I mean, it's it's not easy to combine families. No. It's not easy to love somebody else's children. It's not easy to always understand their parenting versus your parenting. That's right. And you know, oftentimes we think we're right and we're not right. We're just that's our style, that's our way. Mm-hmm and you know i do think that leading with intention you know leading with 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 like you have every intention to to be there and love them and try hard and you may not be there <laughs> right now yeah. but you want to get there
1: right and you know if i thought that that someone's children did not like me then I would try to sit down with a pencil and paper and come up with some things that I could do that would try to try to get them to like me. Mm. I would schmooze them. Mm. You know, I might buy them a present, I might fix their favorite meal or some of that mm. to try to win them over. Yeah, yeah. So Chances
0: are if they don't like you, it's not about you.
1: No, and it may be their age.
0: Yeah. Totally.
1: You know, and they may maybe the relationship they
0: have with their mother. That's right. And they might
1: feel torn because you know, the kids, it's hard for kids. Of course. They might still
0: want their parents to get back together. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with you. Right. And so you just have to be the adult.
1: Mm -hmm. You
0: you get to be the adult.
1: Mm -hmm. Be be political and diplomatic. Mm -hmm. Try to win their vote. It's good. Yeah.
0: Really good. Um, I am thinking about getting on dating apps. Do you have clients who have had success with this?
1: I have. Uh huh. I know a lot of people that have had success. Totally. Yeah. I think if you want to do it, go for it.
0: Yeah. I.
1: I think it's I better agree. than going out and uh, sitting in a bar by yourself. Totally. You know.
0: Totally. I mean, I know a lot of people who do dating apps. I know people who are married who met on me too. dating apps, and yeah. it worked great yeah i
2: love dating apps you did yeah really They're fun yeah i met a lot of cool people on there too
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: you said you have said before you made good friends too definitely yeah yeah
1: well and you know there's i mean there's all different kinds there's it's just lunch which is they arrange the date and you meet for lunch or you know or i mean i i think it's a wonderful way to get out there Mm mm-hmm and I don't you think, have the choice as to whether or not they, to they go get a ba- on
2: those exactly. Days. They get a bad rap either two things: one that oh you're desperate you can't meet someone or two that you're being promiscuous. And those are just two extreme sides yeah. of it, you know. And yeah. it, there's a, a tremendous, extraordinary amount of good middle ground that people ignore. I think
1: that's good, Kev. Yeah, and I think if I think there are a couple of apps that are kind of known for. Uh, hookup this uh-huh yes they have going to say the skanky hanky yeah. panky
2: <laughs> they have kind of separated them out now to where it's yeah i think it's a little different i that.
1: think so too <laughs> okay so
0: so to that kev keep your speaker on because oh, sure the next one says is there a dating app that isn't a hookup website and i i don't know i would venture to guess that the lunch or just lunch one is not a hookup <laughs> But I've heard like Hinge, is it it Hinge? And
2: Bumble, I don't think is straight hookup. Oh,
1: I Uh, don't either. That's how my, uh, I think that's how Corey, my stepson, met his girlfriend. And they've been together for a long time. Was Bumble. Uh I think it was Bumble. Because back
2: when I, I mean, we're talking six years ago when I used dating apps. Tinder was like the only game in town. And now I think it is more of a, has that stigma of sort of a hookup. Yeah, But I think that, yeah, a lot of the other ones don't.
1: Well, and I, I always suggest to people that if they are meeting somebody for the first time that they meet for a drink or a cup of coffee and keep it in a a limited amount of time, I think if somebody is after, if they're after just a hookup, then you, if you're, if you're mindful, you'll pick up that vibe. Yep. If not the first date, then by the second date you will.
0: Yep, for sure.
1: Because that, that leaky sexual energy is pretty easy to detect. Take totally. up on, yeah. Uh-huh. Totally. <laughs>
0: totally. I, I've never done a dating app, but I do think that for all the reasons, Kev, you said, like, I don't want to appear desperate. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have sex. You know, I don't want to meet you and go to bed. So that's not for me. But I have to say, I think that it's losing that, that those, those things don't, I don't think it's just desperate people. No, of course it.
1: not. Oh, no. And it's the way it's It's, it's the, the way predominant it's way it's, yes. it's going. Yeah. And and I think it's amazing. I really mm-hmm. do. Did people just
0: think
2: that's how others are going to perceive you if you say that you're using that type of, of yes. utility. I,
1: I but know. I don't think people do now. And I really don't. Especially I think now I don't younger. I, I think it's so common. and mm-hmm. uh, Especially you, the younger it's generation. It's an old
2: stereotype. It is.
1: Well, when I was single, there wasn't even that option. There was... Uh, there was a match, there was a, a woman that I knew that was a, a matchmaker. I'll tell you, can I tell you a really funny story? Yeah. So uh, she called me one day and she said, I have a client and it was a very, very expensive dating service. And she said, I have a client he has been real successful. Would you go out with him? And I'm like, okay. So I, I was not on that service. I didn't have that much money. And so he came to the door and picked me up and we went to have dinner, and at the foreign appetizer, we had oysters, Rockefeller, and we ate that and had dinner, and I was, the whole dinner I was kind of like, oh, he's just not very cute, and he's not as cool as I am. And so after dinner, he said, you want to go to the mansion and get a drink? And I'm like, okay. So we went to the mansion, had a drink, and, you know, I'm sitting there like, ha, 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 laughing at his jokes and could not wait to go home, blah, 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 blah. He takes me home. You know, I practically run to the door. I'm like, goodbye, and run in the house. And I go upstairs and look in the mirror, and I had a piece of spinach <laughs> on my front tooth that I must have gotten during appetizers with- With the Rockefeller, and here I had been looking at him, thinking, "Oh, he's just not that cute." And I was just, ah, Uh. with and looked like a homeless person with a tooth missing. (laughs) <laughs> that is so oh, I know. funny. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I'm not dating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, you are. It is not easy. <laughs> it is not
1: easy. I really do. So f- make sure you yes. like, you know, gargle water in your mouth before you go anyplace if you eat spinach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or kale. Kale gets stuck too. Kale, yeah. I don't want to
2: sound sexist, but dating is easier in, the, in a lot of ways for women, I think. Because women are much more in control of the situation and the guy, no matter what the situation, it's just the way it is. If you don't do it, you're a cheese ball, but you got to pay for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you just meet once at a nice place for like a drink or dinner, you know, it's, it's a lot of money and you may never see that person again, you know, that you don't have that kind of pressure as a woman.
1: Well, we're worth it. Well, yeah, of course, but I'm just saying it's, it's it is a
2: little harder. Yeah, there are parts that are harder for guys. don't I, get me wrong, most of life, guys have it pretty easy.
1: Maybe but. you should start a new dating site. Say, I pay, you pay. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we pay. We like, pay. Whoever founded
2: that app is the biggest cheapskate ever. Everybody is like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, you they know would what? Right. I'm going mean. to tell you, Kev. I bet there's a whole bunch of women that are single that just heard you say that and just thought. I completely disagree because there's so many times that I can't tell you how many times women have been like, I liked him. He was, we had so much fun, like, and I just hope he asked me out again. Like, girls, a lot of women feel like guys hold all the cards. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting,
1: right? Because they're the ones that are gonna ask, ask them out again. Yes,
0: women have so much more power.
2: They're smarter. They have the whole like. There's much more physical <laughs> prowess involved. You <laughs> well, know. What well, I, mean? I agree it's,
1: with you that we have all the power. <laughs> well, we I mean. have all the power, but don't tell there's all no the way men. The guys are in control, <laughs> except for no you, way. Tom.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, I just goodness. I think that there's a lot of girls who wish they had more power, especially but, in the South.
1: Well, they have it, but they don't use it. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's all it. they have to do is pick up the phone and call the guy back and say, hey, I had a great time. You want to do, a, do that again? Yeah. But I think that we, you Have know, been taught not to do that. Mm-hmm.
0: You wait. I guess you can pick
2: up on that, too, as a guy. I just always, I'm one of those guys who's always been attracted to the strong, confident type.
0: You are? Attracted? Yeah. I think every guy is. Yeah, yeah. probably. hmm I think... That's what they're looking for is a strong, confident You can woman. pick
2: up on the insecurities and tell, you know.
0: For sure. But That's another thing you should fake till you make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally.
2: Same with guys. Fake that. Yeah. Big time. Uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, I'm in my early 40s and recently got divorced and I'm starting to date and it seems like every guy just wants to have sex really fast. Do people really have sex on the first or second date? Is this the new normal?
1: Well, I think it is the old forever normal that guys <laughs> want to have sex. <laughs> I don't think that's new. <laughs> uh, and I, but I do think that you, I think women have the right to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is, I think there are people who have sex on a first date. I think there are people who have sex on the second date or third date or fourth date. And I think the thing that what women want to do is act in their value system. Mm -hmm. I certainly don't encourage women to have sex with a guy just to keep him around, Mm -hmm. you know, so make sure that that's what you want to do. I think it's a little early because, you know, as uh, my mentor said, "When most of the time, when we start using our bottoms, we stop using our brains. Mm-hmm. You know. So mm-hmm. if you're going to be sexual early on, I mean, I don't care. Do that if you want to, but I just think you've got to be careful because then we tend to lose a piece of our heart. Yeah, and and get and then we get all wiggy mm-hmm. about it. Where guys don't typically do that. It does I mean, happen. It does happen. But I mean, a guy, you know, guys." Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm not I mean, a guy, but I don't think they always think, okay, this is my forever person because I've had sex. No.
2: no. But, but I do want to defend guys a little bit just because it's one of those things <laughs> where it, if, if me personally, it's, if the first night or whatever, like, if it happens organically, it happens. But I was never on some like hard and fast campaign to try to – sleep with a girl that night, you know what I mean? Good Mm -hmm. for
0: you. I never went out on a mission to be like,
2: I just want to hook up with this girl tonight or something. But if it happened
0: organically, you...
2: Yeah, then I wasn't totally against it. If it was one where it happened and then I never heard from the girl ever again, then I definitely felt like embarrassed.
1: Sex is organic, you know. Well, yeah, that's (laughs) true. It actually really is the most organic that you can get. Yeah, I guess.
2: If you want to get literal...
1: (laughs) Why we call it I call it the hokey pokey. <laughs> <laughs> that may oh, be a loveic term. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've heard that I one around. <laughs> but I might start using it. That's
0: hilarious. Um, okay, along those same lines, how long should I wait to have sex?
1: it's your value system. Until yeah. it feels organic. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that I I uh, well honestly and truly I think it the longer you wait the better actually uh, because of if we start using our bottoms we stop using our brains. And so I think it is if you if if you can be sexual and not Make up a story that this is your forever person, Mm -hmm. then you know that's in your value system. You have to determine what that is. But I do think if you can put it off, you know, I always tell people if you could wait like three or four months before you while you're getting through the marketing phase, it would be great. And everybody laughs at me, they're like, you know. I don't think now very many people wait three or four months. Mm-hmm. But if you could, that's what I would advise, just so that you get a chance for this guy to show you who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I really like that you said, um,
0: you know, for for one, act inside your value system. But two, what is your motivation with mm-hmm. Good. this?
1: That's a very good point. Yes, yes.
0: i th- I think that women and men use sex differently. Um, can use sex differently. Um, so i I think that as long as your motives are yours and pure, and you this is the next step in a healthy, happy relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not to get your claws in. It's not to use. It's not to just get it. Um, yeah. So I would just say making sure that you're, you have, you have pure good motives. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I can tell you if you have had one, two to three dates with somebody, you still don't know. Oh, not at all. And it lit, I mean, a sociopath can fake it for up to six months. So, you know, it takes time to really know who somebody is. So, if you're going to be sexual, it needs to be. You need. I think it's it's important for people to keep in mind that was sex, and it doesn't mean anything else. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's really good. You know, I wish. You know, when I was growing up, and I'm sure the same <clears throat> for you because you grew up Baptist. Sex was just bad. You just oh. did not have sex. No. Um, but, same with my upbringing. Yeah, Catholic. Yeah. Um, and there was no. There was, there was not a conversation about – it was just forbidden.
2: Oh, God, yeah. But, it was never talked about in my house. Really.
0: Yes, but, but one thing that I've really tried hard to, to talk to my kids about is why I hope they wait. I don't is, – is, is it a moral thing? Of, of uh, Is it in my value system? Yes. I would like for them to wait until they are, are older and they're in a, mm-hmm. a committed, mature relationship –
2: but you don't want them to think if they sleep with someone they'll be smited.
0: Yes, and and I want them to understand that if they do that there's consequences. There's a lot of responsibility. There's a with lot that. of consequences. Yeah. There's emotional consequences, there could be physical yeah, consequences. Definitely. Babies, babies, yeah. STDs, STDs. Yes. Your reputation. I mean, and all of all of those things yes. become a thing. And when you're 16, 17, 18 years old, those are really big things to put in your backpack and carry around. Mm -hmm. And you are not emotionally equipped. Too much to handle. It's too much. Yeah. You're not emotionally equipped. And so I've tried really hard to talk about those things, that you cannot have sex without a consequence.
1: Well, and you know, I think the thing right now is that a lot of what's happening in high schools is girls are giving boys blow jobs mm-hmm. and they don't consider that sex mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know that's that is sex yes, that's a is. form of sex yes it is it's called oral sex that's right <laughs> that's right that i could used that term count. again there's the lubbock <laughs> a blow job <laughs> <laughs> what do they call
0: them things? Blowjobs. <laughs>
1: oh gosh. No, it's adorable. Are we it.
0: through? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> no, oh, but I goodness. I agree. I just I so that's the part I think that when I was growing up that there was a missing piece. So it was just like the that's forbidden right. fruit. You,
2: you can't say you lost your virginity though for oral sex. I, I wouldn't say. I mean, <laughs>
1: he's still he's still stewing about <laughs> that. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I don't. Know. Okay. That's what those high school boys talking. are telling those high school girls. That's <laughs> exactly right.
0: It's not sex. It's just a blowjob. <laughs> Ask Janice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, are we done yet <laughs> really, i think we've lost it people please
0: come back <laughs> well, oh, and here's another one on sex i feel strongly about waiting to have sex until i am married is this completely unrealistic
1: uh i don't think it's probable but mm-hmm. i think it's possible Totally. If that's what you choose,
2: I almost think that's irresponsible to marry someone for the rest of your life without ever knowing if you have that level of compatibility. I don't know; it seems weird to me. If you're going to commit to the rest of your life or something, you don't even you haven't even explored that side of yourselves. It seems weird.
0: A lot of people, <clears throat> that's their value, though. I mean, yeah, my know?
2: sister did it, and she's proud to say she's stayed direct Catholic her whole life.
1: Well, our parent, my mother did it. My
2: mother did so as well. You know, she claims I'm not saying she didn't, but that's just what the rap always was. But who knows what really happens? I don't I hope your mom does not I hope not.
0: (laughs) You cannot edit that out. No, no, no. I'll live
2: it in. I like to be real. Okay.
0: Speaking of, and I think this next question goes in really well with what you just said, Kev. I love how y'all talk about the five ways that couples need to be intimate. I feel like I have four out of the five with the guy I am dating. Is that enough? Or should I hold out for the person who can be intimate with me on all five?
2: I feel bad we didn't get the professional opinion on. Do you guys think that you can marry someone? or I mean, do you think that that could work forever though? should sure. Marrying someone without ever sure. having sex? Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I, I, well, I Because I think that there's... I mean, it, it's not rocket science. Sex isn't rocket science, you know. And I think that if you've got a big, a really strong connection, it that your sex life will be fine. I think it'll it'll come into it. Unless that's actually a really good point. to think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the thing that makes really the thing that makes sex a really spectacular experience is when you do have those other domains. Yeah. When you have the spiritual, it's the emotional, the, emotional, thing, yeah. the physical. And the intellectual intimacy already going, then that's what sets the sex on fire.
0: Absolutely. And you yeah. know what? I if you are connecting on all four of those, then you're going to have a good
1: sex. I yeah. I and, and in it's just a to manifestation
0: that, of the relationship. Yeah.
1: And in in answer to that question, if there's one of those those levels uh, with which you're not connected, then talk about it. Yeah, because that's how you connect. Yeah.
2: Okay, I switch my vote then. You can do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's why they're the host and I'm the, the producer. Don't listen to me.
1: Well, you're a guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true. But I do believe that sexual compatibility is a huge factor. In fact, th- these the, all, a bunch of women that came to this camp well last week you know i i talked to them about uh, sex and and i said if you're married and you have become complacent it's it's normal right you've been married it's the same thing da, da 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 it can get boring it can get you can become complacent big time and i encouraged all of them i said do you know how lucky you are if your husband desires you uh-huh. if he wants to have sex with you
2: Oh man, I'm a great husband then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm a so 10 many out of 10 there. You know, so many women are like, "Ugh, like I'm tired. I've been with the kids all day." You know, they they just they lose it. You know, yes. Some...
1: well, and plus, part of that though is that late in the day, they're tired. They yes. don't. You know, sometimes for women, sex. You know, before bed, before you go to sleep, is not their favorite time. Right. So I think people need to be mindful about their sex life, and you know, go to a hotel or go yes. to a drive-in movie or do it in your back seat in the garage mm-hmm. or you know, so you know, spice it up a little bit totally. to keep it alive.
0: Totally. Because chances are, at one point in your relationship, whether it was when you were first married or dating or whatever, it. The sex was off the charts. And so go back, you know, get that back. If you had it once, you can you can find it again. Yeah. It just takes effort. And, and you work. know,
1: if people if there is a situation like you were kind of thinking of, Kevin, you know, where somebody they got married and say they waited and they were having some trouble with that, mm-hmm. there are some really good sex therapists out there mm-hmm. and and that can that can really help people and even if if you're if you are not happy in your sex life in your marriage or your husband isn't go talk to a sex therapist about it
2: that's going to be a hard sell for any guy though yeah. I think that'd be Phil very Well if he wants
1: it if he wants yeah, it that's bad a good enough, it might get him in the door.
2: Yeah. I've only been married a year and a half, and I can say quantity, even in a year and a half, does go down. But quality does not, I don't think.
1: <laughs> that's if gay. you still yeah. connect, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I would I would vote
2: Maybe that's almost
0: even Quality over quantity. better that
2: you get a fresh start once you're married, you know? Because a lot of people, by the time they get married, you're already very used to each other. So I don't know. There's all that new and exciting stuff to explore.
1: Well, the, it, it's safe. It's, I think that sex becomes more safe feeling after you're married, mm. you know, because then when you're, yeah. uh, you know, because you have that commitment, Mm-hmm. And so I think that that is one reason why sometimes after you get married, your sex life can get a, a lot better. Yeah, this You're is right. probably a
2: bad thing, but there was a level of it that I was found exciting when I wasn't married because it was like kind of taboo. Being raised Catholic, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm having sex out of wedlock. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs>
0: I wish y'all could just all see Kevin's face expressions. (laughs) That's why I don't have a camera
1: on me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You are adorable, Kevin. You are, Kevin. I don't know what we'd do without you.
2: I'm glad y'all like me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We do. Last week when I was
0: listening to us, you know what? One of the things I love the most about you, Kevin, is your giggle. I mean, your giggle on this show is so funny. I didn't even know that I did that. Oh yeah. It's real (laughs) subtle, but it's really great.
1: Oh gosh.
0: Okay. Our last question. Yes. Okay. But just to wrap up that last question, I do believe that, I mean, I love how you've taught us that Janice, Mm -hmm. that those five ways of intimacy Mm -hmm. will lead to a, a very happy, And successful relationship. And so, if you, and it's emotional, physical, intellectual, spiritual, and sexual. Yes. And if you are firing on all five cylinders, good for you. If you're missing one, get it. Yeah. This is all within our control. It is. And so, I would just say talk to your partner about Mm -hmm. what you need to do to connect emotionally, to connect intellectually, like find it because. God it's worth fighting for.
1: Well and the you know one of the best ways for guys in particular to connect emotionally is to talk about their feelings. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for guys because they've been conditioned forever not to. Yeah. And so that's so that's really important. And, you know, it's sad, angry, shame, guilt, mm-hmm. all of those simple words that talk about feelings will really help you connect on that emotional level. And I think the emotional when you have the when you have the intellectual the physical the emotional and the sexual there is an elevation of your spiritual connection yeah. because you have elevated your relationship to that best friend mm-hmm. category that is your forever person yeah and then again like i said it you know when people feel safe around sex then it becomes more fun totally. even so, yeah, I think that's really important. And so, if, you, if that person's missing one, just get it. You can get it.
0: Okay, I love that you just said this because it leads in perfectly <clears throat> to our last question. The person I'm dating has a really difficult time talking about how they feel. Mm-hmm. How do I get them to open up without suffocating them or trying to change them?
1: I, well, there's a book. Called I don't want to talk about it, and it's by Terrence Real. That's mm-hmm. the the guy that wrote the forward to my book, and I did all my couples training with. It's a fantastic <laughs> book for. It, it's a fantastic book about men. I r- read it, loved it. So I think women can read it too. And so they they just have to practice it. And mm-hmm. so that that book talks about that, and it's able to say, you know, I feel sad. Or I feel angry, or I feel happy, or I feel afraid. Am I afraid? And, and you can, and if you have sons, do this with your boys, you know, is, you know because I've always said, you know, they don't stand in the football huddle and say, dude, are you afraid to go out there and get that pass? <laughs> Those guys are huge, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so, but you can say to your son, if your son plays football, you could say, is it ever, ever scary for you? To be out there and do you feel fear? And what do you do if you feel that? And you know, so you can learn they can learn very early on to connect with that part of themselves. And if your husband doesn't or your boyfriend doesn't, give him the opportunity. Yeah. It is it's not rocket science.
0: Yes. And I would say, because you have taught me this, you are trying to change him.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: You know, and that's okay because that's what you want out of your relationship. Yes. And so I would <clears throat> if I were this person, I would just talk about it. I would talk about, "Hey, I want to connect with you more emotionally. I don't always feel confident that I know how you feel, mm-hmm. and it would mean a lot to me if if we shared if we shared that more." It's a great idea. Yes. More of a
1: connection on well, that level. That very conversation is a an example of emotional and intellectual intimacy. Yes. And so yes, that's a great idea.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just accept that you do want to change him.
1: And fine is not an answer. Yeah. How do you feel, fine? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I you had me read that book when I was Wasn't it good? And it was really, really, really good. And you know, I it made me feel bad for guys because they don't know how a, a lot of guys not yeah. I'm not I'm not stereoty- I am stereotyping but girls are just I mean even even when uh when when Topher and I lost our children all of my girlfriends were amazing about mm-hmm. asking me how I was doing showing up talking to me crying with me and, you know, Topher would go play golf with guys for six I hours. Know. And they would be like, dude, how you doing, man? Fine. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's hard. And that was it. Oh, I know. And so, you know, I do feel <clears throat> bad that like Topher had the exact same loss as me, all the same sadness as me, and yet never had a place to to let it go. I mean- one time, when he and I were in Steamboat after we lost Louisa, and he was fly fishing, and I went and found him earlier than he was expecting me because I was just I didn't like being by myself, and so I went to go find him. And <clears throat> instead of him fishing, he was sitting on the side of the river on a picnic table, sobbing. Oh, bless his, his heart! His eyes out, alone, sobbing. His eyes out. And the second I showed up, he stopped crying, mm-hmm.
1: and because he was probably told now be strong for Tova. That's exactly right.
2: Well, sometimes you just need that. You know, it's sometimes guys like that to just get that out by themselves. They don't want anybody to see them. Yeah, be around for that. You know? Sometimes
0: I like it too as a woman. Yeah, but I also need the community. You know, I also need, and and I am convinced that men don't need any less than women when it comes to um mo- or. I, and I also don't believe that men have any fewer emotions than right. women. I just don't think that y'all have been taught or practiced what to do with them or how to how to feel them, how to process them, how to yeah. process yeah. them, how to feel them, how to talk about them. It's a
1: practice. Well, and I've never
2: seen my father cry.
1: That's See? that's messed up.
2: It's yeah. weird.
1: Well, and yeah, men if men cried, they were labeled as sissies, and mm-hmm. if women felt angry, they were labeled as bitches. Yep. You know? Yep. That
0: still exists. I know. That still exists. And and those things are not true. No. No, I remember my my dad saying to my little brother, "Are you a man or a mouse?" If he if he was crying about something, and he's nine years younger than me. And I remember him saying, Are you a man or are you a mouse? And I remember thinking, That's just mean.
1: Oh, so sad.
0: That's just mean. I know. You know, like he's just feeling his feelings. Mm-hmm. And some people are just more sensitive. I know. So, well, okay. Great job. We got to go. You have that one was minute. Fun. It was, oh, we have seven minutes. He's fast. Oh. Oh, good. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for another amazing week of The Remedy. That was awesome. And thank you for all the questions. Yes. Great questions.
1: That is, it's so fun for us, for y'all to present these questions. So you are free to do it at any time. If you have a thought for a podcast, we would love to hear it. And we'll do it. Yeah.
0: If you have a great guest idea, if you have a great topic idea, we're, we're game. We are. We are game. So have a great week. Thank you. Bye.